previously on the Loyal Littles podcast. So last night, I said to her, is it unusual that I don't have Skype on my phone? And she was like, what do you need Skype for? And I was like, well, I'm going to be on a podcast and they want me to use Skype. And there was like a subtle head shake and there was a tiny glare. And then she's like, a what? Welcome back to the Lay Littles Podcast. On the WTFC Podcast Network. Hey, Roxy. Hey, Chuck. Hello, Littles. Hey, Ritz. You're back. Finally. Happy I'm New back. Year, Ritz. Thank you, everybody. Shana Tova. Yeah. So it's been a while, actually. <laughs> I was feeling bad for myself uh, <laughs> you know, that I was relegated to being the fifth wheel, so to speak. Well, I, you might feel even worse. Should we rip the Band-Aid off and just do this? So long. Cue the violins, people. All right, let's just get into our fantasy real quick. We're going to open with that because we got Ritz here. And unfortunately, Ritz got the guillotine. Got, got, got chopped. He's done. He's wow. done. Head is on the chopping block. Ritz, what happened? What happened? Well, I know you what know, happened. Listen, I think I learned a lesson and really reaffirmed why I don't like to play fantasy sports <laughs> because it kind of ruins me as a fan. But I have to say, I think it was two weeks ago, I was one of those on the bubble. I think I was a point and a half away from the guillotine. And I realized I hadn't been checking my lineup. I had, I guess I was off a few days for Jewish holidays. So this week I religiously checked every day, you know, the injury report. I had a couple of players questionable <laughs> and I checked all the way through like Friday night. Um, and I finally decided, because of those injury reports, to bench my two running backs, bring up two other running backs. It turns out the two guys who I had on my team ended up playing and scoring a combined, I think, 32 yeah, it was points. Yeah, it was over oh. 30 points you had sitting on the bench. Oh, man. Shame on me. Well, right? it's hard. And that's why I've always said, and I know people argue, tell me I'm crazy about the real-time fantasy. So you could see, like, yeah. oh... He's playing. I can now sub Kamara in. And you don't get any of the points up to that point. But once he starts, like if he starts at the right. second quarter, you get for the rest of the game or something like that. Right. I don't know. Yeah. But Roxy, we had a great week. Oh, we, yeah. First of all, I, I won. think I, we had the most points for the guillotine league, I think. Oh. And then in the Loyal Littles Fantasy Football League, we both won our games. We did. I don't even know who we were playing. Do you? I believe I was playing Sam Angel. Oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't even know who I was playing, but we both won, so that's good. We're mm-hmm. we're not Roxy bad over there. Roxy is a football savant. <laughs> Apparently, she is now. I wasn't last year. Oh, baby! Right. right. Yes. <laughs> there were a couple things I wanted to bring up. We kind of lurk. We call it on the podcast. We don't stalk. We lurk, especially the TK Facebook sure. groups. And we uh, notice when people say things like, what, no mention of this on the podcast today? And meaning the big show. Mm-hmm. And so we try to do some of that here when we can. And so that's why we do news stories because they haven't done that in a long time yeah. on the big show. So we have some more of those coming up. We just got another <laughs> one tonight with a great headline. No spoilers on that, though. So we have that coming up. But uh, I'd say it was almost a week ago. And someone said, what? No mention of Loretta Lynn passing on the podcast. And so I thought we would bring that up. And then, of course, we will finish up with just the other day, Angela Lansbury passing away. Mm -hmm. But Loretta Lynn, 90. Yeah. uh, She died on October 3rd. And I grew up kind of with her because my parent, my dad especially, was all into country music. Oh, yeah. He loved her. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't even know what to say. I mean, to have a movie of your life when you're in your 40s, that just would blow me away. It was Coal Miner's Daughter, mm-hmm. a very famous song of hers. Yep. And so there's a movie that was released in, I think, 1980. It's about the story of her life and just so many awards. Uh, I'm trying to remember exactly. I wrote some of it down. She won three Grammys. She had 18 nominations. The biggest thing over the last couple of days that I was floored by that I just found out. I had no idea. Crystal Gale. Do you know Crystal Gale? It's Rip? her daughter. It, no, no, sister. Sister? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, Crystal Gale is her sister. And I had no idea. Now, does Crystal Gale, is that the one that's saying, uh, Don't You Make My Brown Eyes Blue? Yes. Yeah, that's that song. Ah. Yeah. So I like Crystal Gale stuff, but I had no idea that they were even related <laughs> at all. Any, any something new every day. Yeah. Any uh, memories? Because I Roxy's over here like, who? No, I mean, I know you know who she is. But yes. Obviously, you didn't I, grow up with her stuff. Or I, anything. No, yeah. no. Ritz, do you have any uh, good memories of Loretta Lynn? No, you know, I will say in all fairness, country music was not a big thing in my house. But mm-hmm. that movie 
definitely opened my eyes not only to Loretta Lynn, I guess I had heard the name, but then all of a sudden had a real appreciation. And like you said, you know, the fact that she already had this phenomenal career and was having a, an autobiographical movie in her 40s, right? Yeah, um, late yeah. 40s, yeah. Kind of incredible. And so I did start getting into country music probably about that time and learning a little bit about her music. And I guess she was also a little bit of a controversial figure because she was one of the first women in country music to kind of take on a lot of political or controversial positions in terms of advocating for women's rights. You know, certainly wasn't a very popular position given kind of the old school feeling of country music in general and the women in country music specifically. Oh, wow. I did not realize that, actually. Yeah. All right. And then we move on to the one and only. Now, I know Roxy's going to have some thoughts on this one. Angela Lansbury. Yeah. That one kind of came out of nowhere. I didn't know she was sick or whatever. And she died five days shy of her 97th birthday. Incredible. Yeah. So she was 96. I mean, we could go on and on. It's obviously very near and dear and close to us because she was a Broadway phenomenon. She winner of six Tony Awards. The wow. first one was for MAME. Uh, you know, I remember I specifically went to see Blythe Spirit on Broadway, and I do not go to straight plays mm-hmm. normally on Broadway. If if I'm going to spend the money, I'm a musicals guy. I want to see a musical. Right. But I went to see Blythe Spirit specifically because I thought for sure that was going to be her last ever Broadway show. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, a <laughs> couple of years, not even, I don't remember how long later, but then a little night music came yeah. along. And she's now, and she that character's in a wheelchair for most of the show on the stage. Mm-hmm. And uh, so she did that flawlessly. So I got to see her do that too. Unfortunately, though, I did not get to see in her final Broadway show because by then I'm like, oh, this woman's going to go forever. Right. Um, <laughs> but it was, I, I didn't even know this, but in 2012, it was The Best Man was her final oh. Broadway uh, oh, performance. Wow. I knew nothing. I know nothing about it. Huh. I didn't know anything about it. I don't remember it happening, to be honest. Yeah. Because I was on tour at that time and mm-hmm. stuff. So I wasn't even in New York. But memories about her. Now, what's our first memory? I know what mine was. I mean, for me, it's Mrs. Potts. It is. That's what I figured. I mean, it, it just is. Fritz and I are cringing right now. No, like, but I have... No, I mean, it's, like, it's just it's showing your age, which well, is totally yes, understandable. but to be perfectly honest with you, I also now... So I grew up watching old movie musicals, and I loved her in The Harvey Girls with Judy Garland, mm-hmm. and she was very young when she made that movie, and she's playing a saloon girl, and I'm looking her up, and it's she made over, like oh, about yeah. 112 movies yeah. or something like yep. that. And oh wow, just the career she had, both on screen and on stage, was yeah. just it's remarkable. Yeah, because honestly, when I first started thinking about this question that I was going to ask, I was like, I bet it's murder she wrote. And then I thought, oh my gosh, that's even before her time. I was like, oh no. So I figured it was Mrs. <laughs> I mean, she's made so many. <laughs> I know, I know, but that's another famous one for me. But yeah, it wasn't my first yeah. one. I'm going to go next, real quick. It was Bedknobs and Broomsticks. Oh, that's another one. 19, I think it came out in 71. Yep. So it was be- even before I was born. But yep. that's the first time I really remember who she was. Yeah. And remembering her stuff. Uh-huh. Ritz, what do you got? Uh, so, of course, I, you know, I guess she came into popular culture with Murder, She Wrote, right? Yeah, yeah. sure. Yeah. But, and she was, I think Angela Lansbury was always that woman, that actor that always played the older woman, yes. even when she was a young woman, yeah. she yes. had kind of that very maternal older woman persona, yes. right? And to that point, and I definitely uh, would love to get people's feedback. If you ever want to see one of her greatest, most chilling roles, The Manchurian Candidate, yes. which is a classic movie, uh, I think about 1960, 62, somewhere around there. Mm-hmm. But in fact, in that movie, she plays a role where she's the mother of another actor. Yeah. I forget who that actor was. But in real life, she was only, I think, two or three years older than that actor. Right. Mm. Um, but she, again, had this persona as the older character actor. And mm-hmm. that movie is just such a classic. It's an amazing mm-hmm. movie. Yeah, I saw a couple of people posting about that. They're like, can we please stop talking about Mrs. Potts and let's talk about I her know, most brilliant you know movie she's ever in that was what that's what that was so um right i also have the only other thing i have to say real quick is i use it for educational purposes her sweeney todd all right it's just it's out on video littles if you haven't seen it's the stage version it's the broadway Mm -hmm. stage version and her opening worst pies in london the song is called and i use that for educational purposes to almost especially when i do like community theater yeah and, and school theater because it is so precise but she doesn't dance at all. 
So my point of the educational part of it is watch what she does, listen to the music, see how precise it is. It's basically attention to detail because one of my directors growing up, he always said the difference between professional and amateur theater is attention to detail. That's okay. important. doesn't matter what steps you're doing or anything like that. It's attention to detail. And there's so much attention to detail in that. But that is something that high school kids could do. Yeah. She's not dancing around the stage or anything like that that you need years of training to right, accomplish. Right. This is all just attention to detail. And it's so brilliant. And if you ever get a chance, check it out. I'm sure it's on YouTube, stuff like that. But yeah, two legends, essentially. Mm-hmm. Gone very yes, close absolutely. by. Yeah. R.I.P. Angela Lansbury and Loretta Lynn. Let's see, it was 96 and 90. It's a good run. Really good. It's a good run. <laughs> so, all right, you two, let's get out of here. Great Meet the Littles guest. And yeah, we'll be right back with Meet the Littles. This is Lee Gordon, and you're listening to Chuck and Roxy on the Loyal Littles podcast. Not that you'll ever hear this bumper now that Tony's recorded some. This episode by Dion Powder, and this song is called Adelaide. Now, if you like what you hear, you can find all of Dion's stuff on YouTube, Bandcamp, SoundCloud, Apple Music, pretty much anywhere you get your digital music. But the best place to find all his stuff is on his website. That is dionpowder.wixsite.com. That's D-E-O-N-P-O-W-T-E-R dot W-I-X-S-I-T-E dot com. And as always, we'll play the full song, Adelaide, at the end of the podcast. Singing on the street, that's fine. You're home before dinner time. But that's not how they play it in the eighth grade. All right, all you loyal littles, it's now time to meet the littles and Roxy Chuck. Now, I think this is considered the Midwest. We might get into that. Okay. Maybe we shouldn't. I don't know. But from Ohio. Uh Uh-huh. Your old stomping ground. As they say in The King and I, please welcome to the podcast, Greg Smallwood. Hey, Greg, how's it going? I'm fine. My grandfather used to refer to this as OH10. OH10? Oh. Spell it. OH10. And then a one and a zero. Oh, I've never heard that. The whole reason you're on the podcast is already out there. It's already out there. That's the whole (laughs) reason. Chuck. (laughs) Wow, that's a good one. Yeah, I've never heard that either. I've heard that. That's awesome. All right. Well, Greg, we have a lot to get into, but we're going to let you take us back because you've become like an overnight celebrity as one of the littles that has actually hung out with DG. Mm. But we'll get there. (laughs) So take us back. Where are you originally from? Where'd you go to school? All that kind of stuff. I live in a little town in southwestern Ohio called Waynesville. I have lived on five streets in my life in the same zip code since before there were zip codes. I sent this to Tony and it got read in the mailbag about three or four weeks ago. But unlike a lot of people, I'm one of those who never moved. So anyway, I graduated from my local high school. I went to Miami University, the real one, not the one in Florida. (laughs) Uh There are are T-shirts at my Miami that say Miami was a university when Florida still belonged to Spain. (laughs) It's kind of true. That's clever. Yeah, we have a lot of friends that have gone there, too. Uh It always cracks me up when you misread it on like a a TV schedule or something like that. And they're like, wait, Miami. Yeah. Anyway. (laughs) I went to Washington for a political science convention when I was in college, and I had a tag on that said Miami University, and of course, this was in the winter, and somebody came up and asked me why I didn't have a suntan. <laughs> oh, my right. gosh. Right. And you're like, oh, is that? did you go for the weather? And you're like, trust me, no. <laughs> yeah. So let's start there. What did you major in? I majored in broadcast journalism. Oh, oh my, cool. my goal when I was growing up was that I wanted to be the radio voice of the Cincinnati Reds. 
wow. And then when I got to college, I found out there were a whole lot of other people who wanted to do the same thing. And the guy who had the job when I was 16 years old retired two years ago. So he kept he kept and and I'm 64. So he kept it for a long time. You got a Vince situation. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. So I used my college education announcing high school football games on Friday nights in the fall. I've been the public address announcer at the local high school for 43 years. So it it gives me something to do on Friday nights. It's fun. Yeah. Yeah, that's neat. Now, I've always wondered this because when I went to high school, it was always a student who I think I. Now that I think about it, it, the guy we had didn't go on into public broadcasting or anything like that, but that's okay. We had a student that would do that at basketball games because we didn't have a football team. How much homework goes into that? Do you get the, I'm I'm just going to say, Beaver Creek High School roster and everything, and do you have to do any homework before they come into town to play your team? Okay, that's funny because my dad was the high school guidance counselor at Beaver Creek Ah. back in the 60s. (laughs) Just trying to throw out my local Ohio knowledge there. But that is funny. Okay. Uh, no, I usually go up about an hour before the game, and I have the rosters are in the press box waiting for me. Hmm. And then I go down and I talk to each of the coaches and make sure that I pronounce all of the kids' names correctly. Oh, wow. Because I feel like the most important thing that I do is announce for their parents because their parents want to hear their son's name being announced and they surely want it to be proper, especially in the second half of a blowout game when the second and third teams get in for the one and only time. The kid may only have one varsity tackle and it's my job to get it right. Wow. So basically I spend that hour getting that and the cheerleaders and different announcements that I have to make. But other than that, there's not a whole lot that I do because I've done it long enough. I'm used to it. Mm-hmm. But it's interesting to me that people start asking me in July how the football team's going to be this year. And I'm like, I don't know. I'm not <laughs> going to know until I get there the first night, just like you. Right. <laughs> Who do you think I am? Bob Euchre here? <laughs> now, my question is, do you get emails after the game when you do butcher names? Because you must. You don't always get it perfect, do you? No, I don't always get it perfect. And what I get is people who turn around. This is not a big school. So I'm leaning I'm leaning out the press box and the window is open. Uh-huh. And if I mess one up, about six people will turn around and tell me that I'm wrong. Um, That's excellent. And, and I had one lady who would, if I missed her son making a tackle, she would bang on the press box wall. Oh, my gosh. And her son ended up living across the street from me years later. And when I first saw her after he moved in, I told her that if she came over and banged on my door, I was not going to answer it. (laughs) That's amazing. so great. I'm glad we don't have that situation here because, see, Chuck has some issues with pronouncing names sometimes, Mm -hmm. a lot of times. And (laughs) I try to do it as best I can. So you've been doing that for 40, how many years? This was year 43. Oh, wow. So you're like a you're basically like the Vince Scully of the Wayne is it Waynesville you said? Yeah, Waynesville. Uh-huh. It's just my local high school. It was something that I asked about when I graduated from college, and the guy who was doing it at the time really didn't want to be, and said take it. And I've just taken it. I tell people I leave a trail of breadcrumbs when I leave the press box at the end of the season, and thankfully they've never picked them back up. Oh, oh nice. That's so sweet. So I have to ask this question real quick. You were talking about the mom who would bang on the press box and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Do you ever have, well, I don't know, would they correct stats or anything like that? I try to keep some stats in my head. Uh The statisticians sometimes are in the press box, but a lot of times they're down on the field. So if I see something is happening, I will take some notes as I go. Mm -hmm. But a lot of it is just in my head. So if, if like if a school record gets broken or something like that, a lot of times I know it just because I've been around for so long. Mm-hmm. But it's another one of those situations where if I miss it, the parents want to know why I missed it. Right. It's like, because you didn't tell me. Right, right. Well, this is funny. I mean, I know we've told this and we know a lot of people have heard this episode, but it was Choxy Goes to Syracuse where we did our one and only, what we call it live quotes, event where we did a podcast. We recorded while we were there, yeah. And so we didn't know what it was going to be. We had no idea. So we were set up not in the press box, but in the actually in the stands, 
like where they sell the concessions and stuff like yeah, that, but right above we used where a the little concession littles. like tabletop. Yeah, but which where's was the fun. right above the littles? And anyway, this was I thought this was hilarious. So we started the game and we're just going pitch by pitch. And I was saying to Roxy, I'm like, I don't think we're going to do this a whole episode. Yeah, well, we were trying to do sort of a play by play. We were trying to do a play by play. We're like, and I said to Roxy, I go, now is when we would say, well, this guy John Smith is from Beaver Creek, Ohio, mm-hmm. and he went to college here. You know that kind of stuff. You know, right. just the filler in between pitches. Now I will say in minor league baseball, they've got it right in my opinion because they have the pitch clock now so there's not a lot of time in between pitches right to do that stuff like they do on the the big leagues you know mm-hmm. and but anyway so i guess we were so bad at it and in between an inning, <laughs> an inning this woman who we didn't even know was sitting apparently right, right in front of us, us but below us so uh-huh. we couldn't see her she, she comes up and it. she could hear us and she comes up and hands us these two packets <laughs> Of all Stats. the information about the Mets <laughs> players, and it was she was obviously a, she a was subscriber, like, Here, I think you could a use season these. ticket holder. She's like, yeah, I think you could use these. <laughs> yeah. And we were like, wait, you heard that? And she's like, yeah, we're hearing it all. And it's like, oh, okay, sorry. So anyway. <laughs> we're probably going to be here the whole rest of the game. So <laughs> hope you don't mind. <laughs> oh, that's funny because I, I have done what you're describing as far as trying to do play by play, and mm-hmm. it's fun. But you're right, the dead spaces are it just oh my gosh. I'm the public address announcer, so I just after they run a play, I tell them who threw the ball, who caught it, mm-hmm. who ran the ball, who tackled them down in distance. And then I shut up until they run the next play. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. You, have you ever had anyone with you? Have you ever had like a guest co-host in the booth? Well, my uncle was my spotter for more than 30 years. And he would actually, with his field glasses, he would make sure that he got the tacklers and I would try to get who was carrying oh. the ball. But he retired. So this year was a little harder. Okay, we have to pause because I didn't know what you meant by the only term I've ever heard as spotter is like when you're lifting weights. So that's why I was confused. I was like, okay, so that's a good point. So there's a lot to see on the field. And and you only have two eyes. Right. (laughs) Interesting. Yeah, and my eyes are aging. So it's very hard to catch everything, especially when you have uniforms that sometimes the numbers are very hard to read. Yeah. Uh And so my uncle was my spotter forever. Mm -hmm. And, oh, it made life so much easier because then I only had to really watch half of it. And then he would feed me the other parts. And that makes it much easier. It it makes you sound smarter when they're feeding you information and you don't have to see everything. Right. Right. Now, sir, and maybe, look, I know nothing about this, so just tell me to (laughs) shut up. But we have a thing on the Loyal Littles podcast, a tiny little suggestion, sometimes, not every episode, but... I'm going to give you a tiny little suggestion, and it might be stupid. It might not be. I don't know. Maybe there's a high school student that's a junior or senior that might want to go into journalism broadcasting and, you know. do that. Yeah. I mean, maybe there's a way to get connected to search them out, and then if that's the case, I'm sure they would love to come in. That's an excellent suggestion, and I have used that. Oh, okay. awesome. I had a kid about 15 years ago who helped some, and then he got all the setup and started doing play-by-play on the internet and I would help him on away games and then there were times when I was traveling I would listen to his broadcast and Uh feed him stats during the course of the game on online which was really kind of fun because that way I could just keep stats because I was a statistician when I was in high school and it just gave me some time to have some fun too and I would just feed him stats and tidbits Mm -hmm. and that way I made him sound smarter. Wow. wow. That's great. And then one of these days, they're going to become the like the announcer of the Dayton Dragons or something, and you're going to be all bitter about it. No, just kidding. <laughs> that's baseball, but that's okay. Whatever. Real quick, before we already have to take a quick break, how did you become a little? How did you start listening to Tony and all that stuff? I got into this when he went on to ESPN Radio. So we're talking more than 20 years ago. Yeah. And it was an acquired taste. I mean, my first experience of Tony was, who is this nut? <laughs> and... Took a week or two before I really understood it. And once I got it, I was hooked. (laughs) Just a week? And (laughs) Oh, yeah. It took a week or two. Oh, yeah. Definitely. But when I realized how neurotic he was, it just became hysterical. And I miss some of those. I miss Andy Poley. Yeah. I miss Kip Scheman. I miss Liz and Tori and go go on and on and Jeannie. And I'm... Yeah, I miss all that stuff, mm-hmm. but it was fun. And then when Jerry Negrelli sent in the first jingle, I was hooked for life because I've written crap like that my whole life, <laughs> just silly stuff. Yep. And I thought that was so great. Some of the best shows were the ones where they would play 10 or 15 jingles yeah. mm. during the course of a two-hour show, and I, I, it was just great. And now they can't do it because of you know their regulations as far as – you know how much they can get out right. and play you can play a minute mm-hmm. and so as a result it's not as much fun anymore but 
I mean, Jerry's a genius. Joe Arrow is a genius. I mean, it's just these guys are so much fun, and I love reading and listening to what they come up with. And, of course, when I hear a song, I don't hear the real lyrics. I yep. hear whatever whatever another little came Very up with, shot, and shot, that's, shot. that's what's running through my head. Right. Yes. Yeah, oh, exactly. Trots, trots, trots. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> and so I've written two or three or four that Joe has recorded and have aired over time, and that oh, was cool. fun, too, because it's always fun to get to hear something that came out of my head on Tony's show. Oh, my gosh. You know, yeah. that's, that's a big deal. All right. Well, listen, we have a lot more to get into. We're going to get a lot more local in a second, but uh, we need to take a quick break. We'll be right back with Meet the Littles. This is the Loyal Littles Podcast with Chuck and Ross. Welcome back to the Loyal Littles Podcast. And we are so lucky enough to have Greg Smallwood with us. Now, we didn't get into this. We should start here. Do you consider yourself a Midwestern? Yes, we definitely consider ourselves Midwestern here, although there wasn't anything west of the Mississippi when Ohio was considered Midwest in the first place, ah. but we kept it. Okay, <laughs> so that's, all right, good. Because cool. I always thought, I kind of felt like Ohio is Midwest. Yeah. I don't know, yeah. but I know there's a lot of people that have other ideas about that. Mm-hmm. But now we started local. Now, Waynesville, I'd never heard of, but it is right near where I did a lot of stuff in Centerville, Ohio and stuff like that. Now, you didn't hear the episode. You said Tony Beeson texted you or emailed you or something about our DG episode, and it all just started from there. He sent me a note, and he said, you need to listen to the most recent Loyal Littles podcast because it mentions Waynesville. Okay. And so I flipped it on, and I'm listening to it, and he's mentioning Waynesville and Centerville and the Dayton Mall, and it's going on and on and on, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I mean, I'm... These people actually know where I live. Okay, but let's back up for a second. <laughs> was your first comment to Tony, what the hell is the Loyal Littles podcast? No, because oh, okay. I was, I'm aware of it. Oh, because okay. you right. always put you put a plug for it on Claire's Facebook page. Oh, yeah, the you know, smart for the, yep. the Littles. Yeah, and so I always see it. It's okay. just one of those things I've never really had the time to spend sure. a lot of time with it. Right. I've caught bits and pieces, but he said, you need to listen to this. <laughs> and then he calls me and he says, DG is going to be at, you know, the home to suites in, in Centerville. Like, no kidding. So <laughs> it happened that I ran up on a Sunday afternoon and Tony had just left and DG is sitting out front and we had a delightful conversation. Oh, Fascinating nice. guy. That's and so he great. was going to be at the Fabric Shack in Waynesville the next morning, which there are two locations there. One is in an old building right across from the post office. And the other part is across the parking lot from the grocery store that I worked in in high school and college. So it just was one of those, how in the world on a show that's based out of New York that pays homage to an orange man from Washington. (laughs) And they're talking about my hometown. And it's like, are you serious? Yep. If he understood, I I was explaining to him that to people like, okay, you're in Manhattan. Mm-hmm. I get calls here at work and they start out with, what time is it out there? <laughs> and my response is, same time it is where you are. Ah. Yep. The only difference is it gets dark an hour earlier where you are. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. I think of Ohio and it always takes me a second to remember that they are still Eastern. See, here's the problem, Even though we kind of consider them Midwest. (laughs) Well, that's what I was going to say. You're kind of making the argument for the people who are in the Midwest that you're not in the Midwest because they think pretty much anything in the Eastern time zone should not be considered Midwest. Right. And see, I think that anything that's outside the Eastern time zone, tough break, because there's more of us than there are of you, so it ought to be on our time. (laughs) Right. We should should make the call, right? Yeah, exactly. Majority rules. (laughs) So what was that like? I mean, honestly, so I know you've heard the DG thrown all over the place. Did you ever think any chance in hell that you would ever meet DG in your life? No, and I didn't. And and he's telling me the same stories that Tony has been telling Mm -hmm. about how you know, he met this guy on a walk in Florida and the whole thing is just like, you've got to be kidding me. Here we are again. And I'm 10 miles from the house and talking to this guy. <laughs> now, That's amazing. I don't know if you listened to that full episode and I did make an apology in this episode, I believe right after that. But I have to ask, is Elsa still there? Yes. Oh, okay, good. Oh, good. yeah. I'm glad that survived because I wasn't sure because it's been that long since mm-hmm. I've been there since mm-hmm. pre-pandemic. So I was afraid. Well, of the that. rest of the strip, they tore down. 
What? Else's is the only thing that's left there. Whoa. Oh. Because there was, in fact, the our company's retail store used to be in that strip that was torn down. We moved out of there 25 years ago. But oh, wow. they eventually tore it all down, and Else's is the only thing that is left there. Oh, okay. my gosh. Sorry to make this local listeners. China Cottage still there, too? Uh, yeah, China Cottage that's, is still around. That wasn't in the strip. That was a li- that was close by nope. it. But wow. That's farther up the road. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, that's good. Because, you know, these are obviously local hometown restaurants mm-hmm. that you always you always wonder about after you spend so much time there and stuff like that. And that was one of our favorite hangs. So I but have a question. Roxy's even been there, actually. I have. I have a question. And do you know anything about Boston Stoker Coffee? I, okay. I, I will tell you this. <laughs> I know of it. Okay. I know, I know where it is. Okay. Mm-hmm. But I took a sip of coffee at my great-grandmother's 75th birthday party in 1967. I didn't like it. I haven't had one since. Oh. Whoa. I wonder what kind it was. I have no idea, but at this point, I think it probably in the late 60s, it was black. Yeah. Okay. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, but but now no, they make- no, Boston Stoker is right near Whippin' Far Hills. It's, I mean, it's an area that I am every day, yeah. so I know exactly. Yeah, we might spend hundreds of dollars a year we might. to have some of that shipped here. Uh, I, yeah, I used to, back in the day, off topic, sorry, Littles, when I first started touring, I could drink anything. And when I mean anything, I'm talking, Sully, the Sam Adams of coffee, okay? Yeah, I could like drink instant, Maxwell House, yeah. Folger, whatever was in the, ho- the hotel we were staying in, I would drink. Now okay. you're a snob. Well, yeah. What happened was I did a, a gig in Ohio at Town Hall, and I lived with this family that was my housing, and they've now become dear friends, and mm-hmm. they're still, I def- definitely consider them family now, and they drank Boston Stoker. Mm-hmm. And ever since that moment, I haven't been able to drink anything besides, well, it depends. You some drink pe- Starbucks. Yeah, some people even think Starbucks is gross and Dunkin' Donuts and stuff like that, but I mean Seattle's best, things like that. But man, Boston Stoker for some reason, and I introduced it to Roxy, and oh, I'm hooked. Yeah, she's hooked. Now we don't splurge that often. We'll, like maybe once or twice a year, yeah, we'll order a, a decent size bag. Definitely around the holidays. But it's really expensive. That's it the is. problem. So we don't splurge Especially too often. Especially the ship. Like one year we got it. She got it for me for my birthday, kind of thing. <laughs> it was my birthday present, kind of thing. And he was like, "Wait a second, but you're gonna have uh, some of this. So what like, kind well, of present is that? Now wait a minute. I'm more than happy to share." Uh, we do that all the time. Yeah. So I guess that okay. maybe they'll Listen, sponsor the podcast everyone, someday because we're big fans. No. Not everyone likes everything. <laughs> yeah, so right. that's okay. You know, when you first said that question, I thought for some reason you were talking about what's the other coffee there? The It starts with a T. Tim Hortons. Tim Hortons. Yeah. Because there's, I also know the Tim Hortons, yeah. which is right down Far Hills. Um, yeah. It closed too. Oh, jeez. Now, what about Dorothy Lane Market? Those are still there. My daughter-in-law works there. Oh, okay. nice. They still have the fudge brownies, the brownies? Oh, those are oh nice. yeah, the, kill, the killer brownies. Killer yeah, they brownies. started their own company to market those. They ship them all over the country. Oh, right. awesome. Yeah, Good we've to got, know. Yeah, we've gotten one of those sent a couple times, oh, too. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah. Anyway, all right, we have to get back. In. Real quick, before we get into our fun, dumb questions, we didn't get into your fandom, I'm assuming, but let's go into it. What's your favorite sport? What's your favorite teams? That stuff. I'm a baseball guy. Always okay. was. But I love college football, pro football. I like college basketball. But once they start playing for money, I'm done. Yeah. So I'm I'm a Cincinnati Reds fan, an Ohio State Buckeyes fan. NFL, I'm a free agent. I was a Bengals fan from 68 until I got sick and tired of the fact that their owner didn't care if they won or lost. So I decided I don't care either. Yeah. So I've enjoyed it a whole lot more even when they were good last year that it didn't kill me if they lost. Mm -hmm. But I enjoyed it when they won. Well, Greg, you were kind of one of the ones that were saying, oh, I don't really have anything to say or I don't have much to talk about, but I'll come on the podcast. We're already out of time, but we have to get some fun, dumb questions in. We hope you're okay with that. Roxy, what's first? What would you do if you were invisible for a day? Wow. I think what I would do if I were invisible for a day is go back and relive one moment from the eighth grade. Because when I was in the eighth grade, I was the basketball manager, and it was time to put the balls away at the end of the night. And I had put them in the coach's office. So I was walking up the steps, and one of the cheerleaders was standing outside the door, and she said, he's going to have to learn sometime. And I had no idea what she was talking (laughs) about. And I walked into the coach's office, and all the cheerleaders were changing clothes. (gasps) Whoa. And I walked in, I put the basketballs away, I walked back out, they never said a word. And then the next guy went in behind me with a load of basketballs and they all shrieked. So for some reason, I think I've already had my invisible moment because <laughs> they didn't see me. So they just never saw you. Right. 
Wow. I walked in. I, I saw what was going on. I stayed very quiet. I walked in and out. They never said a word. Now, when you say saw what was going on, <laughs> should we get into that at all or just well, move on to the next question? There was there was nothing that would have been X-rated, but it might have been. Well, to an eighth grader, you know, maybe. To an eighth grader, it was kind of exciting, actually. Yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> I want to go deeper, but we can't. We just <laughs> That's so funny. You've already had your invisible moment. That is funny. That's and funny. we also, there's another question we have. What's your most embarrassing thing as a child? or what, what What's was the most embarrassing thing you did as a kid? As a kid. So that, well, not really a kid in eighth grade, but close enough. Why don't we, in honor of the Ohioan, is that what you're, is that what you say, Ohioan? Well, they use Ohioans. They also use Buckeyes. Oh, Buckeyes. Of course. Ohio of course. Buckeye state. Right, right. Of course. Yeah. This is from Tony Beeson. Where do you plan to retire? Now, I find this very interesting because it might just be right there. Because that's where you grew up and all that stuff. I will retire here. You will. But I don't need to be here between, say, right after New Year's and about the 1st of March. Ohio is not a fun place. Yeah. And I could definitely be farther south then because I like being warm. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So maybe a two-house situation? Little house? Big house? I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, maybe. (laughs) All right. you know, my parents wintered in Arizona for 30 years, yeah. and my brother and I would go out and sponge off of them for a week in February just to escape Ohio for a little while. Yeah, yeah. sure. Yep. Yeah. I would do that. Absolutely. <laughs> we have friends that just opened a theater school out there. Yeah. And I'm like, huh, maybe we should go visit them. Anyway. <laughs> All right, Roxy, what's next? Not on our list. Do you like Buckeye balls? Oh, no, I don't because okay. I don't like chocolate and peanut butter together. Yeah. Okay. So I always felt that way. You're allowed to live there? I'm so (laughs) lost here. Okay. I never liked the combination either, but I do have to say at Jingle Fest, both Tony Beeson and Roop Sharma traveled with Buckeye Balls, two different kinds, and I ate them. And they were actually pretty good, I think, because it was real peanut butter and real chocolate. Not that fake stuff. Well, I believe one of, weren't one of the batches like homemade? Yeah, they were homemade. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. So my mom used to I love peanut butter. I love chocolate, but I don't like them together. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, that's like being a Canadian saying, I don't like hockey, right? Could be. (laughs) He's like, I don't care. (laughs) Can't help it. You like what you like. Uh That's right. Exactly. All right. What group of kids would you want to hang out with more? The kids from E.T., Goonies, Stand By Me, or? Sandlot. Well, considering E.T. is the only one of those movies I ever saw, I'm going to have to pick that one. That's actually how this question came about. And actually, The Sandlot was an add-on. The original question, I have to give full credit, with Bill Simmons, The Rewatchables, when they rewatched E.T. Mm-hmm. And that was one of the questions, which I thought was a lot of fun. But all right, Roxy, what's next? Would you rather be the best player on a team that always loses or the worst player on a team that always wins? Well, I guess I would rather be the worst player on a team that always wins. Winning is fun. Yeah. yeah. I don't need to have all of the attention on a bad team. I mean, they, they talk about Ralph Kiner back in the 40s being the best player on the last place Pittsburgh Pirates team, and he went in and asked for a raise, and Branch Rickey told him, we can finish last with you, we can finish last without you. Yeah. And oh, that's, got nothing. That's a good point. That's a very good point. <laughs> I never even thought about that. It doesn't give you much uh, mm-hmm. bargaining power there. Okay, what TV home would you most want to live in? And it could be movie home, too. Oh, wow. My first thought was My Three Sons. Mm. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. That's a cute house. That would be fun. Cosby's would have been okay back before the days that Bill became a pervert. Right. Uh, <laughs> and But I'll tell you, well, honestly, one place that I think would have been fun to live in was the swamp on MASH. Uh, Your camper? The, 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 the tent. The, no, just I think it would have been interesting. Okay. The, the, the tent where Hawkeye and Trapper and sure. BJ and all of them lived, I think that would have been fun too. Mm-hmm. Roxy and I think we could agree with that for like 10 minutes and then we want to move, <laughs> want to leave somewhere else. <laughs> all right, Roxy, we're almost out of time. Why don't we end with some rapid fire? Coke or Pepsi? Coke. In my case, caffeine free Coke. Okay. Oh, okay. Chunky or smooth peanut butter? Smooth. Star Wars or Star Trek? Star Trek. Star Wars had no plot. Mm, wow. wow. We're um, going to get some emails about yeah, that. Yeah, I... <laughs> Love the special effects. Had no plot. Oh, no, no. So, don't go no, back I on was... it. Don't, don't try to cover <laughs> no, your I'm tracks. Not. Okay. I'm not. <laughs> That's so he's funny. To like, oh, okay. Bobby, Bobby. Well, believe me, my son hates that because he's a Star Wars fanatic. Okay. He hates it. I don't like it. Okay. I love that. Someone love check that. on Bobby Gottfried, please. Someone just... <laughs> Text him. Text <laughs> Make him. Make sure he's breathing. Make sure he's breathing. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Cups up or down in the cupboard? Uh, cups go up. Okay. The Brady Bunch or the Partridge Family? Brady Bunch. I was a Marsha fan. Oh, of nice. Course, yeah. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. Yeah. Oh, my nose. <laughs> what was her name? Maureen McCormick. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Should we do the last one? We'll just. Yeah. I dream a genie or bewitched. Oh, bewitched. Elizabeth Montgomery was smoking. Yep. <laughs> nice. Excellent. <laughs> All right. That's exactly the answer we wanted. Well, thank you, Greg, for coming on to Meet the Littles. We really appreciate it. Is there anything we can plug for you? How can we get in touch with you? You're on, are you on Twitter and all that stuff? I am, but I don't use it. I'm on Facebook. I do use that. Okay. I'm on Instagram. I don't even pay much attention to that. I'm here. <laughs> I mean, we're small town people. It's not that big a deal, but I really did enjoy this. It was fun. I had no idea what to expect, but uh, I would encourage anybody else who you ambushed to go ahead and do it, too. It was not painful. <laughs> I think that's the best review we've ever had. I know. That's awesome. Well, Greg, <laughs> thank you again for coming on to Meet the Littles. And as an homage to the big show, we'll get you out of here on this. Okay. Over or under? Over. All right. And do you ever Chuck Todd it? No, I don't do that, but I think about it. If I see it under, I, it, it's irritating. And you judge, <laughs> depending on where you are. Definitely judge. Yeah. 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 I've started, this is weird, I know, but I've started keeping track kind of in public places I've gone, what mm. they decide. I definitely make note of it. Yeah. I don't keep track of it, but I make note of it. Yeah. All right, Greg, thank you so much for taking the time to meet the littles. We really appreciate it. Thank you. All right, all you loyal listeners, we'll be right back. The Loyal Littles Podcast is a copyrighted presentation of the WTFC Podcast Network. Any rebroadcast, reproduction, or retransmission of pictures, descriptions, or accounts of this podcast without the implied oral consent of the Office of Choxie is strictly prohibited. This is the Loyal Littles Podcast on the WTFC Podcast Network. Welcome back to the Loyal Littles Podcast. And thank you, Greg, for coming on and meeting the Littles. And Roxy, this is why we do this. This is why. That story he tells about meeting DG... I know. And how it would never have happened if it wasn't for the Loyalist Podcast. All right. I won't say never, but it's how it happened. Yeah. I mean, Tony Beeson calls him. He's like, you've got to be kidding me. DG's going to be like in my hometown. Right. It's just great. I love that. I love hearing those stories. Happy happy to bring people together. Yes, absolutely. The connective tissue is just the best. We actually got some actual snail mail, Roxy. You want to read this? We got this. This was from Micah Weiner, right? Yes, it was. C&R. Thank you so much for having me on the show, and thank you for the sticker and note. Seriously, if you ever find yourself in Austin, you're always welcome to stay with us. I'm promoting the show everywhere today. Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, my newsletter, and of course, Mind of Micah. I'd love to schedule a chat with you again for my podcast. Thanks again, and la cheesery, Micah. Oh, so we might be on another podcast. We might be. That could be fun. That would be very fun. All right. Then we heard from Steve Osbolt, episode two. One, yes, I am jealous. Do you remember what that's from? Basically about Brandon getting his own cooking segment. <laughs> then he writes, B, the box with the tiger. You mean Chester Cheetah? Yeah. So, yeah, want, want. Uh, we had a couple write in about that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's not a tiger. It's a cheetah. Well, okay. Yeah. You know. Oh, yeah. right. And this isn't Tony the Tiger. This is No, it's Chester definitely not cheetah. Tony the Tiger. <laughs> and then he writes three, Roman numeral three. Oh, gosh. To add hot dogs to a burger, split them down the middle, and you can stack them like Lincoln Logs. Hashtag information for life. Yes, we did that as kids all the time. I love the reference to Lincoln Logs. <laughs> That's great. Hey, is that in the Toy Hall of Fame? It's got to be, right? It's got to be. What, Lincoln Logs? Right. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Great segue, Ritz. Listeners, get us your... <laughs> Toy Hall of Fame <laughs> entries in. Yes. WTFC podnet at gmail.com. Yes. Lots of mediocre prizes to win. Yes. All right. What's next, Roxy? <laughs> we heard from Bob Radio Bob McWilliams, episode 171. He says, hey, Doxy, Roxy, and Chuck. I feel like that's a kid's book. <laughs> Getting almost caught up. Hey, Kristen, I know that band, the Rankin family. I have played a lot of their music over the years, especially the early work, which was more focused on traditional music, of which there is fantastic amount on Cape Breton, and I got to see them twice in concert. And Jake nailed it with the Artie from the Larry Sanders show. Artie was played by the great actor Rip Thorne, who led a rather... Um, tempestuous life and for all those who did not get the arty reference all i can say is hey now p.s i would love to be on cape breton island right now for celtic colors festival on my wish list for decades but at least which i have time i can live stream some of the amazing music all right i have to say 
Riptorn, the first I, I'll call it celebrity. Ritz, do you remember the name of that beauty contest show he used to do in the 70s? No. No? It was a TV show. I can't remember what it was. I, I'm 90% sure it was Riptorn. Maybe I have the wrong guy. But anyway, and no, he would... you're thinking of Rip Taylor. Oh, yes. That's what I'm thinking. Yes. Yeah. No, that was the guy. Uh, and then they would. You don't remember that show uh, with Rip the, the, the woman who won, they would carry a bouquet of carrots. What? I have to look this up. All right. Then we heard from Mo Warner and he says the woman to whom I am related by marriage loves flaming hot Cheetos and thought it would be fun to try flaming hot Cheetos mac and cheese. OMG. What a disaster. <laughs> Not only was it way too hot to eat more than one bite without losing all sensation in your mouth, it was an unholy shade of red. But if that is your thing, have at it. So, Brandon, that's for you. Yeah, I don't know if you want to go that route. That's amazing. And then, now this one, all right, Ritz, I'm going to need your input on this one. This is from Don Hammock, episode 68. Choxy. Now, it really should say Chuck. Oh, no, you were in on this, actually. So, Choxy. Your disdain for how the Giants and Jets identify themselves <laughs> is legendary. And Chuck has said on more than one occasion that Buffalo is New York's only real team. Should they really be the Buffalo Bills, though? The Bills play their home games in Orchard Park. So should they be the Orchard Park Bills? How about the Paradise Raiders, the Arlington Cowboys, the Landover Commanders, the Miami Gardens Dolphins, the Santa Clara 49ers, or the Inglewood Rams and Inglewood Chargers? What about the special case of the Foxborough Patriots, which That's is technically right. in New England? But come on, man. Yep. What are we even doing out here? Yep. Plopping down a team in this huge geographical area and slapping the name of, on them? If we similarly tagged teams to the precise cities, we'd also get the Glendale Cardinals and the East Rutherford Giants and Jets. Ain't nobody got time for that. Okay. <laughs> well, so here's the thing. Yes. First of all, my whole point of the thing is that out of all of those, I, I think I'm doing the math correctly on this, Dina. They all play at least in the right state, right? Uh-huh. The man's got a point. The Giants uh-huh. and Jets are the only two that don't play in the state of the, the name of the team labeled. that they're claiming to be from. Right. That's where I'm like, that's what I don't get. Or, and I've said this a bazillion times, at least just slap it like this. How about the New Jersey, New York Jets or New York, New Jersey Jets, whatever. Giants, same thing. Okay. At least give some New Jersey some love. That's all I'm trying. I'm, I'm advocating for New Jersey here. That's all I'm doing. <laughs> New Jersey doesn't care. <laughs> I care. Chuck cares. I mean, all the I other ones say I say in the early days of the um, Major League Soccer, it was the New York, New Jersey Metro Stars. Right. Right. So they, I remember that. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. So that's all I'm trying to say here. <laughs> all right. Then we heard from Ed Butt, episode 51. And he just says, love it. Brandon has had so many emails read on the big show that I feel like I know him. But your interview found many new tidbits, mm-hmm. as always. All right. Yep. Well, y- y- yeah. you think you've heard a lot of emails from Brandon Brazelli, huh? Just you wait. It's now time for our new segment, What Now, Brandon? 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 All right, you two. I don't know where to begin, but I guess we should just... But at least he has an episode number now. So this is from Brandon Borzelli, episode 178. He says, just checking in, Joe Arrow is 100% correct. Die Hard is a Christmas movie. So he's going way back here. All right. How many oh, trees? no, we're not resurfacing that again. Oh, oh wait, wait. in case this ever comes up, so is The Godfather. The what? Don is shot during the Christmas season, and Tom Hagen is abducted while Christmas shopping. By extension, The Godfather 2 is also a Christmas movie. Pop's birthday party at the end of the movie is right after Pearl Harbor, which is December 7th. Oh, Godfellas is also a Christmas movie. Star Trek is not. <laughs> P.S. How great of a singer is Joe's daughter? Yes, absolutely. Yes. Wow. All right, Roxy, what's next? All right. Dear Choxy, I love this box. So roomy, so spacious, so saucy. Thanks, Dina. A couple of unrelated points. For Roxy, when the race bug hits you, and it will, you will find yourself running distance races. I urge you to take your cell phone into the porta potty if you find yourself in need. I ran the Disney marathon, and after I finished, went to use one only to find myself trapped in it. Basically, my thigh muscles seized up, and I couldn't stand up after sitting down. 
It was an oversized potty, so I couldn't reach the door and I didn't have my cell phone with me. I basically had to tuck and roll to crash through the door to get out of there. It was horrifying in a way. Finally, my kid insists that tricolored pasta tastes different from regular pasta. Is this possible? P.S. I finally got around to listening to Chad's episode of the pot. Who's Chad? Chad. Oh, I think he means Shad. Shad? That's with an S, Brandon. His name is Shad, Brandon, just for the Shad record. with an S, not okay. Chad with a C. Am I the only one that found myself counting syllables the entire interview? Absolutely. No, you are not. No, you're not. And Littles. <laughs> I was th- counting the entire time. For the time. times, I, you might not know this. I would think they would get this, but the times when we do his bumpers, those bumpers are all haikus. They are. When he comes on in between the count segments. Them. Count them. Yes. They're all haikus. Yes. They're great. Uh-huh. Now, Brandon, just for the record, Ritz here is a runner. Yes. Okay. So when you come into New York, you got to bring your stuff. And he coaches running. He coaches, right? Well, mm-hmm. he doesn't. I don't think Brandon needs a coach, but I'm just saying. Yeah. We should all go running in the park. That's Let's the point. do it. That's that's the absolutely. Point. And that will be. We will run to the ice skating rink. He said he doesn't like to <laughs> oh, skate, yeah. but right. Cole and Claire and I are planning a meet the littles at the ice skating rink in Bryant Park this winter. Yes. 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 Absolutely. All right, Rich. You have the next one, right? There's so many. I have the next one, and just in case we haven't heard enough from Brandon Borzelli, a.k.a. the man with way too much free time. <laughs> Dear Choxy, here we are again. I'm listening to episode 10, Mary Faye Randolph, and I found two items that I feel I need to weigh in on. First, all three of my kids have learned or are learning cursive in school. It's amazing because their penmanship is better than mine to the point where they can't read my writing, not because they didn't learn script, but because mine is so bad. Second, Home Alone 3 actually stars a teenage Scarlett Johansson. If that's not enough to drag you in, the plot centers around missile-cloaking microchips complete with foreign spies, the FBI, and international criminals. The nice thing about emailing about old podcasts is that they have no relevance or connection to anything. (laughs) They literally could be read at any point in time as lost emails, or they could be completely ignored. P.S. Robert Berg is a talker. (laughs) Signed, Brandon Borzelli, (laughs) Lebanon, New Jersey. A talker, huh? He's not a writer, though. (laughs) Dear Choxy, this window is so roomy. I feel like I can really stretch my legs in here now. It's like a big arena, ice skating, rollerball, arena football, not hockey. Thank you. In reference to episode 177, I might, might have a TK sticker somewhere. If I do have it, I'm willing to mail it to a little free of charge selected by this fine program. If I don't actually have the sticker, I can draw one. We can consider this second prize. Third prize is you're fired. (laughs) Follow-up topic, cheese. My kid denied the grilled cheese I made with cheddar because it was too much cheese. I was dumbfounded. There was only three slices. I couldn't let it go, but it was all for naught. Follow-up topic, part two, snack mixes. The Roxy mix sounds amazing, especially with the coconut. On that topic of chocolate chips, I swear we have five different varieties in our house. My kid is a big baker, so we stock sizes and flavors. Mm. She adds tiny-sized ones to pancakes and mid-sized to waffles, but saves the full-sized for cookies. Dark chocolate only seemed to come in the full size, but the peanut butter chips come in two sizes. We seem to only use those for cookies. We have them all. What sizes are added to the Roxy mix? Ooh. What size? Just the regular, right? I typically use regular for cookies and things. There are certain recipes that I will use mini chocolate no. chips for. He specifically asked about the mix, the Roxy mix. Oh, yeah. No, I use regular okay, size. Okay, that's what I thought. All right. <laughs> Different topic. Cool Runnings is better than Cannonball Run. Both great movies, but Cool Runnings is slightly better. Okay. Well, <laughs> you know, I tried to find uh, Cannonball Run for Roxy the other night. We, d- we oh, couldn't Oh, that's find what it. you were looking oh, for. Oh, I forgot. I didn't want you to know what I was looking for. <laughs> Shoot. Yeah, that's what I was looking for. And we could stream Cannonball Run 2. There's probably a reason for that. But I couldn't find one. So I thought I had it on DVD. <laughs> anyway, final topic. What is the color of the perfect banana for eating? Green, slightly yellow, bright yellow, aged yellow, brown, or blackened? All right, so thank you, Brandon Borzali. This segment of What Now, Brandon, is brought to you by StickGrip.com. <laughs> Go there, get your grip sticked, and get LL your stick pod. gripped. LL pod. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Use the code. Now, about the bananas, where do we fall on that? Okay, so a little bit, what was the one after, bright yellow? Well, like the dark brown or black. Those are no. good for banana bread, oh, right? Oh, no, no, no. Right. Uh, yes, yeah. yes. But if I'm just going to eat a banana, it needs to be ripe enough, but not too ripe. Ritz, what do you got? 
Yeah, I'm with you. I, I do tend to buy them when they're green if I can, yeah. just so they have a little longer shelf life in yep. the house. Yeah, um, And then we have lots of arguments within the house about where or how to store said bananas yeah, to I was maximize their my shelf mind. Life. Now, do you have one of those <laughs> so the, hangers? We had one of those hangers, and then I read recently that if you wrap the stems in plastic, that's what? apparently a, a thing yeah. or a cheat code. They never seem to last long, especially in the summer when the kitchens get hot. In yeah, New York City. no, you just but... gotta eat them. Now, so what is the deal? Like, if they if you just leave them on the counter, that's what we do. We don't have one of those yeah. things here, but my dad had one. It's just that makes them go brown quicker. I guess if they're resting on something, yeah. You know, Oh, is, the theory? is it also true that if you need another fruit or vegetable to ripen, you put it near the bananas and the bananas will help ripen them faster? Is oh, that true? Oh, you know that? I never heard. What? Is that true? Like, That's okay, if you have an avocado, like if you have an avocado that isn't quite ripe, but you want to use it sooner rather than later, you put it like on the banana bunch or next to the banana bunch and the bananas somehow I've never heard of that right i don't know is that true oz did is that just, true did you just make this up no <laughs> i thought this was a thing you beat us you got us to i thought this was it. a thing but i don't know maybe i am making it up oz <laughs> help <laughs> all right you two let's get out of here that's all the time we have roxy how can everyone get in touch with us just go to our website loyallittlespod.com everything it. is there and don't forget, if you listen to us on Apple and iTunes, don't forget to give us a nice rate and review over there. Okay, pause. Side note. It's not a big deal. But if you're not going to give us a five-star rating, that's we fine. We don't want it. Oh. No, it's, oh. Uh, no, it's fair. That's fair. <laughs> Everyone has an opinion. But they should at least, I think, leave some feedback as to why. Like, what could we do better? Like, and I'm sh- I know we can do a lot better. I'm just saying, if you're going to just leave a four, someone left us a four-star review. What? It's the first one. We've always had five-star reviews. That's fine. I'm okay with that. But we work so hard. I know we work really hard. But I would just love some feedback as to what... How we can get that fifth star. How could we get that fifth star from you? What could we do differently? No, I'm being serious. Like, leave us... We've got some really great comments. We really appreciate that, all the feedback. But yeah, go over there, leave us a nice rate and review. And if there is something, just tell us what it is. Or better yet, just email it to us. WTFCpodnet at gmail.com or just go to our website, loyallittlespod.com. Do it there. No, I'm being serious because, I mean, that's fair. At least they didn't leave us like one. Right. They left us four out of five instead of five out of five. Okay. Maybe it's one of those people. I used to have an advisor in college (laughs) that refused to give the A. Yeah. Because he was like, I just, you can never, no one's perfect. That's true. No one's perfect. But little does he know, I'm like, you do know we have to get GPA averages for our scholarships, right? I'm like, you (laughs) idiot. I'm like, why are you doing this to us? Um, But anyway, thanks again to Greg Smallwood for coming on to Meet the Littles. Thank you, Lee Gordon, for a new bumper. And uh, Joe Maloney. That was great. And of course, the one and only Tony Kornheiser for our special bumper. Yes. All right, Ritz. Thanks for coming on again. Thanks for having me on, guys. Ritz, we didn't go into this real quick. Who are you rooting for in the baseball? Uh, gosh, I am predicting the Astros in the American League. Uh huh. And I was, I was really going with the hometown New York Mets until they kind of got spanked. <laughs> until they got um, spanked. I will yeah. say. So, um, who are you rooting for, though? Yeah, I think I'm rooting, honestly and oddly enough, for the Phillies because they just seem okay. to be peaking at the right time. Yep. It'll yep. be interesting to see, you know, how they if they get past Atlanta now. Yeah. yeah. Yep. As of this recording, it's 1-1. So it should be a good series. All right. Well, thanks, Ritz, for coming on. Thanks, Roxy, as always. Thanks, Chuck. And remember, if you're out shopping online for stick grips, fog-free eyewear, if you need books, we got all these. Aaronsbooks.com, frogfreeeyewear.com. Stickgrip.com. Don't forget to use the code. Bye. To an eighth grader, it was kind of exciting, actually. City Hall It's all that she talks about All that she craves It's a long way From where you are now To now you got it made Are you worried about the changes Adelaide Adelaide walks Into the room And when the lights go down The voice says
sounds like a cool drink in the shade. And she plays all the high notes on a red guitar. It's a feeling nobody could write, no pain that could play. Talks about all that she craves. It's a long way from where you are now to now you got a name. Aren't you worried about the changes I made? It's a long way from where you are now to now you got a name. Is it really what you wanted out of me? The Loyal Littles Podcast is produced by the WTFC Podcast Network and edited by Louis B. Crocco. And the Loyal Littles Podcast logo is designed and drawn by Eric Lonergan. Are you serious? Oh, yeah.